Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Sports Radio 94 WIP. I'm Tom Kelly with you on a Monday morning. Um, Obviously... There's a lot of, of stuff we got to sift through tonight. I mean, there is no shortage of things to discuss. I'm here till what, 5.15, 5.20 before we take our final break and talk to Al for the overlap show. Not nearly enough time. Not nearly enough time to get to everything that we need to get to throughout the course of the show tonight. And um, I'm almost at a loss for words. I'm not rendered speechless often, but, you know... It, and I, I try not to overstate things all the time. Sometimes, yeah, but not all the time. But uh, I'm not overstating it. When I tell you yesterday was one of the most sickening, disgraceful, uh, infuriating days in Philadelphia sports that I can remember in my lifetime. I am I'm 33 years old. Um, I, I can't remember a day uh, where... Two teams just embarrassed this city the way that these two teams did yesterday. I really can't. I can't remember one singular day that highlighted the failures and the gross incompetence of, of, of well, not even two. How about three of the, the three most popular sports franchises in this town? Because you can add in there that, yeah, Jimmy Butler's going to the NBA Finals with a team that we all said he was going, we all called Jimmy Butler a loser. We all said, John, Jimmy Butler, he's going to Miami. Enjoy being an eight seed there every year. Well, Jimmy Butler's got the last left, too. That was just like the cherry on top Sunday night as he's going to the finals. Well, at least I think Lakers Heat's going to be a good series. We'll talk about that more tomorrow because we're, we're not going to have time for that tonight. But we will dissect the Eagles and how they tied the lowly Bengals for the second time in 12 years. Uh, I, I, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to the whole bleep show that was the final minute of that game in overtime. And everything led up to it, honestly. The whole, the, whole, the whole game was just just made you want to throw up. Seriously. The whole game was, was terrible. This is one of those weeks, one of those days where I'm glad that I'm on this side of the glass and you're on that side of the glass yeah. because I can't put this into words. Yeah, no, it's bad, <laughs> Kyle. That's Kyle Quinn, my producer, and it's bad tonight. And I am real, like, I'm really angry tonight. Like, and I, I kind of have that reputation for getting angry sometimes. Not that it's. It's phony, but sometimes, you know, you got to work yourself up a little bit. I don't need to work myself up at all tonight. This is all genuine feeling. I have been sitting around since that game ended. Uh, I mean, since the Eagles game ended and then uh, what happened after that, 
I've been sitting around all day waiting to get on the air tonight. Uh, we'll get to the Eagles. It feels like a loss because basically it is. The way it ended was beyond pathetic. We'll get to it, what it means long term. Because it was telling what happened at the end of that game. Very telling what happened at the end of that game and how Doug Peterson managed the end of that football game. We will get deeper into the Phillies and how their season ended on Sunday afternoon in Tampa Bay as everything around them falls exactly how it needs to fall. And they put out one of the most disgraceful, putrid efforts you could imagine from a team who was playing for their playoff lives. It certainly didn't look like it to me. But to start off, I just got to, you know, go in on the Eagles and Phillies a little bit here because they are humiliating. They are both embarrassments to this city. And it starts at the top. You know, it really does. John Middleton hiring incompetent people, foolishly running an organization for years, running this organization into the toilet, not restocking a farm system, spending money recklessly. Now, you know, he's, he's got plenty of issues to get to this offseason. Uh, he's got front office decisions that should be made immediately. It all starts with him. In the, for the Eagles, Jeffrey Lurie, the arrogance that that organization has shown over the last few years. You win one championship. One. And you think you are, you're, you're some sort of, sort of gods in the sports world. Many teams have won championships. The, the, the uh, challenge of repeating is a big deal. The Eagles felt like they won one and, and you know, the new norm. The new norm. Remember that quote. Uh, so Jeffrey Lord and his arrogance, the way they've run that organization. Matt Klentak, Andy McPhail, get the hell out of this town right now. I never want to see either of your faces again. I never want to hear either of your voices again. What you have done to this organization, the way you have screwed up this rebuild and put the Phillies in arguably um, just as bad a position as you were in when Ruben Amaro left uh, as far as the future is concerned. Get out. Go away. Never want to see you again. Howie Roseman, you might be following him on the way out. And I've defended Howie Roseman time and time again. But he has made mistake after mistake after mistake, whether it's in the draft, whether it's signing poor free agents, whether it's doing things that have not helped this football team get better and build the right way. To the head coaches, Doug Peterson, with a game plan that is completely unimaginative. A game plan that... Uh, does not maximize his offense. A team that is playing lifelessly. Joe Girardi. As he, you know, uh, uh, the Joe Girardi stuff. I remember we were told, uh, Joe Girardi's going to make this this team 10 wins better. They're going to be 10 games better just because they hired Joe Girardi. Isn't Joe Girardi supposed to be some kind of expert motivator? Really saw that on Sunday. That team went down to Tampa Bay and lay, they laid down and died like a bunch of dogs. They didn't give a damn about this season. The Phillies were ready to pack up and go home. They didn't care. They didn't want to go to L.A. for a three-game series where they were going to go get their ass kicked anyway. They went down to Tampa Bay, and they laid down. And that's Joe Girardi's team. Joe Girardi, who I heard so much about, this great manager, this manager with pedigree. I still have a guy denying on Twitter saying, Joe Girardi has pedigree. Things are going to be different long-term. 
I, I mean, and taking victory laps that Gabe Kapler's not in the playoffs. That's what we're doing now. We're taking victory laps that Gabe Kapler's not in the playoffs with the AAA team. What Joe Girardi did in his first year in Philadelphia is a disgrace. A disgrace to the players. Carson Wentz has gotten no better. He has gotten so much worse over the last couple of years. It's an embarrassment. I don't know what his issue is. I don't know if he's not working hard enough. I don't know if he has the mental capacity to play quarterback in this league at a high level. But he is the franchise player, and he is tearing this team down right now. Got to watch him every week out there making mistakes that cost this team to cripple the, the, the coach to the point where the coach has zero confidence. Zero confidence in Carson Wentz to go win a football game. To whatever stars you want to pick out on the Phillies, Bryce Harper comes out after the game, and Bryce Harper's going to dictate, this is what we need to do this offseason. Shut the hell up, Bryce Harper. Seriously. Bryce Harper's been a disappointment since coming to Philadelphia. What's his average been over the last two years? 260? Getting paid $330 million, and he's going to dictate what the Phillies need to do in the offseason? I don't want to hear from Bryce Harper. Aaron Nola, a guy that we've called an ace in this town. What does Aaron Nola do every time, every single time you need a big start from him? He fails. He failed on Sunday against Tampa Bay. He failed last week in Washington in game one of a seven-inning doubleheader that this team desperately needed. And it turns out if they'd won that game, they'd be in the playoffs right now. He lost to a guy who came into that game 0-5 with an ERA over seven. That's your ace who we overrate in this town. Jason Peters, who pulls this stunt during training camp. You got to pay me to move the left tackle. You need to compensate me the way I deserve to be compensated. And Jason Peters goes out there on Sunday, and he's terrible. That was predictable. He's getting beat every time. The Eagles have no answers to help him. He's the biggest issue on the offensive line. It's not any of the other uh, fill-ins whether it be Herbig or Pryor, and Pryor uh, full starting on a field goal to win the game. I don't know how you do that. But it is sickening to me. From the owners of these teams, to the front offices, to the coaches, to the players, it is all rotten. And I'm I'm really angry tonight. I am really upset with what we saw as we see a baseball season end. And we see a football season that, uh, let, let's call it what it is. It's week three. But for all intents and purposes, does anybody think this team has a chance to do anything this year? You'd have to be out of your mind. You'd have to be delusional to see what the Eagles put out there the first three weeks of the season. To see the way the quarterback's playing. And think that they have any chance to make a legitimate run. And ever since sports have come back After the pandemic, could things have gone any worse? Legitimately, could things have gone any worse than they have gone? We don't deserve this in this town. We don't deserve to watch these products that we are subjected to. It feels like your your eyes are bleeding watching these games. Watching the Eagles struggle to tie the Cincinnati Bengals. Watching the Phillies lay down in Tampa Bay with their season on the line Three days in a row. I'm sickened by it. 
I'm tired of it, and I want your opinions on it. I, I really do. Um, and that's kind of the way I want to start the show tonight. I normally will have bullet points. I'll normally have a point that I'm working towards when I open the show. But tonight, I just wanted to rip a bunch of people. This is pure rage, TK. I don't think I've ever seen this. From I mean, Kyle, was that not an infuriating oh, day of sports uh, on it's, Sunday? It's at Listen, I don't want to get morbid here, but it's at the point where I feel like my life's a joke. Like I get, I get so excited for months and months every year. And then I de- I have to deal with this. <laughs> I mean that that it, this was no you're right this was probably the, one of the worst Philly sports days I can remember. It was sickening. It, it was sickening on every single level, and it's unacceptable. It's unacceptable, and everybody's accountable. Like I'm not giving anybody a pass. Nobody in either of these organizations deserves a pass. The Phillies should be ashamed of what they did this weekend. Deeply ashamed. And we'll get to Harper later in detail because I am tired of this fraud. Uh, seriously. Uh, uh, I Some of the comments Bryce Harper made after the game were just uh, ridiculous. Um, the Eagles, hearing some of their comments after the game, which we'll get to, doesn't sound like there's a lot of anger coming from that locker room. Nobody's panicking. Uh, you know, make sure we, we understand that. Nobody's, nobody's, nobody's panicking. Uh, they're going to get it corrected, uh, as they say every week. Um, but it's it's disturbing, man. It really is, and it's frustrating. I want to hear from you. Uh, Eagles, Phillies, if you want to rip the Sixers, you're welcome to do that as well. Um, but a, a really, really bad day. And uh, a day that's infuriating on many levels. 215-592-9494. 215-592-9494. Let's get it started with Kevin and Trenton. What's up, Kevin? Yo, man, would you describe this as a regurgitating Sunday? A what? You know, they a regurgitating, where they say that uh, the cows eat and they throw up. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, uh, you, you know, you know. I mean, it's just, you, you get all this hope build up. You know what I mean? You get all this hope, then you feel like throwing up at the end of the game. Like you were talking about, make you sick, you know, all this kind of stuff. Yeah. It's the word I'm, I'm, no, I'm no, Kevin, it does make you want to throw up. I mean, it's as bad as it can get. You think it's as bad as it can get watching the Eagles and watching them ha- struggle to tie the Bengals, and then you turn over the Phillies, and they're just laying down. Their season's on the line. They don't even want to go to the playoffs. Let, let's face it. They didn't even well, want to go that, to the playoffs. Is that enough going through the, uh, this depression with uh, the, uh, uh, you know, with the, uh, the disease or with the virus and all this stuff, man? You know what I mean? And you think that, well, maybe this will lift me up. You know what I mean? Maybe right. this will make me feel a lot better. And, no, we, and then all of a sudden, they just make you feel even worse. We deserve better, Kevin. We, we, we all deserve better in this town than what we've been seeing. Every single one of us deserves better than what we've gotten from any of these teams uh, since sports came back. Okay, now, that, that, the coach of the Phillies, right? Uh, Girardi, right? Why did he leave New York? Was he fired from the Yankees? Yeah, he was fired a couple years ago. I mean... They had came up short in the playoffs a couple of times. They decided to go a different direction. So why should we expect any better then? I mean, uh, you know, I mean, I know he played on the championship. Team. I remember when he was a catcher with the Yankees, but that yeah, young, I mean, I, I mean, he's got, he's got, you know, uh, he's got a track record as a manager. I mean, he he had a lot of good years with the Yankees, but I mean, I'm not going to make excuses for him. He stunk this year. Him and his coaching staff stunk. They made nobody on that team better. They created no urgency down the stretch, and that team laid down and died this weekend. Oh, okay, well, will Doug, uh, will Doug Peterson have a sense of urgency 
uh, going into this next game. Uh, we're playing the 49ers, right? Yeah. he. I mean, he should, Kevin. I, I mean, <laughs> you just tied the Cincinnati Bengals. You should have some urgency. Oh, man. That, well, uh, you know, I, I was trying to tell you, producer, I, I, haven't, I, haven't, I haven't lost hope yet. I, I haven't given up yet. Well, I mean, that makes one of us, Kev. I, I, I hope <laughs> – I hope you were right. Uh, wh- why do you still have faith in the Eagles right now? Uh, man, because uh, the, 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 use the term sense of urgency. Uh, must win, must win. We, you know what I mean? I mean, we got it, man. Come on, man. Hey, you, we, 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 I mean, and not only that, the Forty ers are banged up too, right? Yeah, I mean they are, but you just tied the Bengals. The Bengals might be the worst team in the NFL. Couldn't even beat yeah. them at home. <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't mean to be morbid here, Kev. I'm just, uh, just, just, uh, you know, giving it to you straight as I see it. I feel so, you. Yeah. Uh, right, okay, well, thanks, man. Appreciate thanks. it, Kevin. Thank you for the call. I appreciate it. Um, but yeah, it's 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 frustrating. Like I don't know what else to say. Um, the last two months of sports has just been. You want to rip your eyes out of your skull sometimes. Not to get too graphic. It has sucked. Thank you, Gabe. Uh, and Gabe had a rough day, too. Gabe's not going to the playoffs either. Um, that That's the only thing we can celebrate in this town, the fact that Gabe Kapler's not going to the playoffs. And you know what? I wanted him to because I wanted it to be rubbed in the face of this Phillies organization that, that, that John Middleton, oh, yeah, but he's got Branch Rickey. Remember that quote? Branch Rickey running this. Nobody's had a better offseason than Matt Klintak. If Matt Klintak is still the general manager when I'm on the air tomorrow night, all I'll say is, is uh, I'm going to be lucky if I don't curse him. Wow. I, I'm already hovering over the dump button tonight. Well, I, I, I like to think I'm professional think enough not. not to do that. Um, but we'll see. I will say I'm getting a little overheated here. Uh, Justin, Kevin, John, you guys hang right there. We'll take a lot of calls tonight. I need to hit the break. need to take my sweatshirt off and kind of cool down here. Um, because I'm, I'm, I'm just irritated, okay? Very, it was a, it was a frustrating day on Sunday. Quick football. break, I'll settle you down. Uh, football and baseball. Uh, I'm tired of the. I'm, I'm tired of these teams in this town. I don't know what to say. And then, Jimmy Butler going to the finals. It just, it just adds the last little twist of the night. By the way, Sixers. They were supposed to make changes in the front office, right? <laughs> what, what have they done? What have they done? They uh, made well, any changes? I think they're. Uh... They're basking in the in the fact that people yeah. are pissed off at the Phillies and the Eagles right now. Yeah, like, so yeah, so we'll we'll, wait. we'll try to get them in there too. Um, but this is uh, I want to hear your your frustration with these teams. I do um, because obviously I'm frustrated, um, and I'd like to hear where everybody's at with these two organizations. Obviously, we'll talk a lot of Eagles, but please do not you know do not neglect the Phillies because what they did this weekend was was Equally disgraceful. 215-592-9494. Hit the phones hard when we get back. I'm Tom Kelly. In for Big Daddy Graham. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Sports Radio 94 WIP. I'm Tom Kelly. In for Big Daddy Graham. Uh, You can follow me on Twitter at TommyKelly44. Um, We'll get to what happened at the end of the Eagles game. I know that's where a lot of the, the discussion is going to fall on Monday. Um, the decision is not the most important part of what happened. Obviously, it was a, as I called it in the first segment, a bleep show. The end of that, uh, the end of that game. It, it was unbelievable the way that ended. Um, 
it would have been honestly it would have been better to lose. It would have been better. I'd rather lose than to first of all, ties should not be a thing in the NFL. Like, why are we allowed to tie in the NFL? I'll tell you one reason that I think it would be better to lose because now, like a loss on the record, it just becomes another notch. Like, you know, we're going to lose other games this season. Right. This one, it has a little one at the end of your record. It stares you, you in the face. You never want to have that one. All season. And you have to just be, you have to just be reminded every time you look at the record that we tied. It is embarrassing. Games. It is so embarrassing having that tie on your record. Um. So we'll get to that. But what happened leading up to it? That is the most troubling part of all this. So so we'll get to that. We'll get to um, every aspect of the Eagles game, and we'll get to the Phillies as well. But I want your frustration with these teams um, because Sunday was a, a dreadful day. A dreadful, dreadful day. Can't remember a worse day in Philadelphia sports. I really can't. Like, with two teams doing what these two teams did, obviously for – one team, we have really bad days from time to time, but for two teams to embarrass the city the way the Eagles and Phillies did on Sunday, and then, as I said, add Jimmy Butler going to the finals on top of it, so you throw the Sixers in there as well. Um, Philadelphia is the laughing stock of the country right now, sports-wise. We are, and we got to eat it. We got to own it, and um, it's uh, it's it's not fun. It's not going to be fun moving forward here for a while, I think. Um, and uh, all we can do is is try to make our voices heard and try to, you know, get these organizations to turn the way they do things around. Because honestly, none of them are doing things the right way right now. None of them. And uh, if if they hear our voices, maybe maybe they'll look in the mirror and think twice uh, about how poorly. Um, they're conducting uh, their businesses right now. 215-592-9494. Let's go to Justin Carney's point. What's up, Justin? Hey, what's going on, guys? How's it going, man? Uh, I mean, you can guess. Pretty terrible, right? Yeah, it's not good, man. Not good right now. Yeah. Um, I, I, don't, I, I would like to uh, – I mean, I'll, I'll touch on the fills real quick. It won't take long to, you know, express my feelings on that. Um, and then I'd like to get to the Eagles. Um, but it, it's just ironic. Like I looked back and you look at, look at the last series and it compounded exactly every issue that we had all year. Uh, the, the first game versus Tampa Bay, we go up four one. <laughs> what do you, <clears throat> excuse me? What do you know? Uh, bullpen blows it two different times. I think, I mean, they let them tie it. Mm-hmm. Then we held them through like three innings, and they end up letting nearest blow it in the in the uh, ninth or eighth, I think it was. Then, ironically, Wheeler, who's been our best pitcher all, I'm sorry, I didn't say anything, Justin. You're no, right. I'm sorry. No, yeah, um, Wheeler, our most consistent pitcher all year. I'm sure you guys would agree. Um, that 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 was the most first time he's given up more than three earned all year. What was? Yeah, that that start versus. Uh, versus Tampa Bay. Um, and then, like you said, Nola, uh, th- that was just, you know, him. Uh. Yeah, I, I, sorry, Justin, uh, I cut out there. I don't know. Hopefully we get – is that the same issues as earlier with Justin? Uh, you know what? I, so the issue we were having earlier is we were hearing we were hearing something else on the line too. Okay. I will uh, thought I might have heard something in the background, but we'll we'll, we'll hopefully get it. We'll we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll it test it out with a couple more calls and uh, see where we're going here. But I know where Justin was was, was going. I think and um, yeah, it was terrible with the Phillies. It, it was terrible. And 
Um, you know, Aaron Nold didn't get the job done. Uh, the and it was it was the microcosm of the season. Um, the bullpen blew it on Friday night. Uh, Saturday, you don't get a big hit in a big spot. Bases loaded, nobody out, down four three. JT Real Muto grounds into a double play. Um, he's obviously playing through something, but uh, you know you, you got to do better there. And the Phillies can't take the lead late. And then uh, on Sunday, Aaron Nola comes out, doesn't do what you need him to do. The offense goes to sleep, and uh, your season's over. And, um, you know, uh, that organization should be really embarrassed. You know, and we'll focus a lot on the Eagles, and rightfully so. Uh, but the Phillies, uh, th- this is a – this is the ending of this season for them. In a year where eight teams make the playoffs and you're kept out and teams like the Miami Marlins are getting in and you have an opportunity over the weekend where it turns out all you need to do is win one game. You had to win one game against a team that's already in, not playing for anything. You can't do it. Um, it's It makes you sick. It really does. Let's go to uh, Kevin in Norristown. What's up, Kevin? Hey, how you doing? Good. How you doing, man? Good. So, Eagles were a disappointment today, obviously. Um, I don't think Carson Wentz is doing anything close to what he needs to be doing. And uh, also, I, that includes Doug Peterson with the play call. Yeah, I would say that's pretty uh, pretty good analysis, Eric, Kev, of both those guys. They were both uh, pretty bad on Sunday, no doubt. I mean, it's not even just Sunday. It was wasn't it last week and the week before too? Play calls, bad play calls, not the next man stepping up. There's no one, even if the injuries, there's no one stepping up that needs to step up. No, Kevin, you're right. It, I, both of them have been bad all year. I'd say over the totality of these three games, um, I would put much more blame on Carson Wentz than I would on Doug Peterson. I'd still put more blame on Carson Wentz than I would on Doug Peterson for Sunday as well. But Doug was Doug was awful on Sunday too. There, there's no doubt. They were both terrible. They've both been terrible. I'm almost at the point where I want to almost say goodbye to Carson Wentz. And it's hard to say that, but I, I think... Go ahead. I just, I just don't know. I mean, like, at the end of the last season, he wasn't great. We weren't... We, we, haven't, we haven't put up numbers where we need to. I, I think... We're better on paper than we're putting right, – like, we're not doing anything. Against bad teams on top of that. Kevin, Washington, Bengals. No, I'm with you, man. And it is – and, I, you know, it is kind of confounding. Like, I can hear it in your voice where it's like I, – because I coming into this season, the one thing about the Eagles that I thought I knew was that they had a quarterback. And as long as Carson Wentz stayed healthy, he would be a top quarterback in this league. And I'm with you. I, I – think uh, that is certainly up in the air right now. I have very little faith in Carson Wentz, and um, he's been probably the worst starting quarterback in the league so far this year. I don't know where you go with him from here. I really don't. I mean, I, I, I completely agree with you there, and I think Jalen Hurts, I mean, we drafted him, and I don't think, well, why not give him a chance? If Carson Wentz is this bad right now, why not, why not at least give him a chance and see what he's capable of because look at all these other quarterbacks, Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray and Dak Prescott. Mm-hmm. They're doing great things with their feet, and I think Jalen Hurts has the ability to do that. No, I hear you, Kevin, and I appreciate the call. And, hey, those calls are going to – the Eagles, I mean, 
they opened themselves up to this conversation. Um, Howie Rosen can say all he wants, oh, we're just drafting backup quarterback, nothing to see here, no quarterback controversy. I mean, that's BS. Howie Roseman's been in this city for 20 years. Howie Roseman knows how it works. They open themselves up to this conversation. And it's going to begin, um, and it's going to continue, and it's on Carson Wentz to play better and stop it. I don't have any, I don't feel bad for Carson Wentz at all. Carson Wentz is a professional. If Carson Wentz can't handle that kind of speculation, that's his problem. That That's not our problem. Um, but he's been terrible, and I don't know. What is wrong? I don't know what happened to him. I don't know if mentally he's not in the right place or physically he's not in the right place. I don't think he's hurt. I'm not going to make excuses that he's hurt. Um, I, 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 What happened to this quarterback, Kyle? What happened to him? I, I used to go to the end of the earth to defend this guy. Same. And like now I'm legitimately like, I'm genuinely pissed off at him. Right. Like, <laughs> like I will say this. I would bench him if the Eagles could, but you can't. Right. Like, this is the problem. Yeah. You can't bench him because then his value is gone. And you at least need to try to resurrect his value so if you don't want to go with him long term, you can at least flip him for something. No, they painted themselves into a corner, and them benching them would 100% just be admitting fault and admitting you're wrong. And I don't think there's any turning back there if you bench him. No, there so. there is no turning back. And that that's the issue. And um, eh, I... I I just don't know. I, I just don't know. And uh, I'm sorry I don't have better analysis for you, uh, but I don't know what happened to this player. I've never been so baffled by instant regression. because, And I know he's not playing with the best receivers. It's not an excuse. It's not a weapon issue. It's not an offensive line issue. He's just a bad quarterback right now. I don't know what happened. I don't know how he's gotten this bad. I don't know why he's gotten this bad, but he is awful right now. And uh, the Eagles got to figure it out. Uh, let's go to John in Allentown. What's up, John? Okay, I'm glad that you're young and you have a young heart. <clears throat> you coming on and going totally postal tonight is perfect because I don't have to do it. Well, uh, I mean, I, thank I don't you. have it in me anymore, brother. I mean, I'm thankful for you because I, I, I'm speechless. I mean, you're so right about Carson Wentz. He. He's awful. Right down, uh, to his, right down, right down to his mechanics. You watch his mechanics during the game, and you're like, um, "Why is he throwing flat-footed, leaning backwards across his body?" It's like, well, I, I, some of the some of the worst quarterback play that I've seen in Philadelphia history, and I've seen a lot. John, in it, 50 years. Yeah, no, so. man, and, and and no, I was watching the game with with my in-laws and my brother-in-laws, and we're all saying the same thing: is we're watching the game and. It's like he's about to throw, and then he pulls it down. He's so indecisive yeah. that I don't know. I don't know what's going he's through his head. He's not letting the ball rip, and he, then, he, then when he does, he's behind the receivers. He's at their feet. He's over their head. I don't know how many times I saw Ertz in a pattern, and he just totally missed it. I totally. Yeah, and, I mean, look at as bad as as bad as the play calling was today, and it was pretty bad. Uh-huh. There were a lot of shots that he missed. That wheel route with uh, Sanders going down the sideline—that's seven all day. That was that the guy. He had what did he have? Four yards on the defender. I mean, that is the easy passes you're going to get. Oh, that's the game right there, John. That's the game. That's, that's a the touchdown. Game. They're they're throws that in this league you can't miss, and he missed you, it by a mile. Got to make it. Yeah. And you know, Doug Peterson, it's, you know, when they line up to kick that field goal, okay, now the guy jumps. As far as I'm concerned, you put the offense back on the field and you 
go for it. I mean, tying that team was more embarrassing than just putting it on the line, as far as I'm concerned. And the management of the plays, running the ball over and over again when you have no timeouts, you run the clock down so far that you have no choice but to go for the field goal because now you don't, you can't stop the, you can't stop the clock without clocking it. So you have to now kick the field goal because you don't even have enough time to catch one and stop the clock. It's, it's horrible. No, it, it, was, was... it was a horrible game all around. And, and Howie Roseman, I don't know who came up with this thing that linebackers aren't important. But I'm going to tell you, if we had two decent linebackers that knew where to drop, so many of those passes through the, coming through the middle would have been knocked down. Gary was all over the place. They were showing a couple of his drops. I mean, he's zigzagging like a snake. He doesn't even drop into to the proper zone. He has no idea where he's going. He can't play. I mean, uh, John, yeah, the one, you're talk, the one where I understand you're in zone coverage, but I think Archuleta was the was the um, color commentator, and he pointed out to the game is you got to play deep to short. There's a guy standing, what seven yeah. yards behind him. There's nothing yeah. in front of him, and he's just standing in his zone. It's like, dude, there's yeah. a receiver right behind right you. Right over his head. Yeah, I mean, it's like, what, what? Where is the awareness? What is being taught on that side of the ball at that position? And, TK, let me wrap up. Yeah. The Phillies, total embarrassment. Yeah. I am an Eagle fan. I live in an area where, you know, there are Yankee fans, there are Steelers fans, but most people are Phillies fans in my area, okay? Mm-hmm. But they're split up with the Pittsburgh Steelers fans and stuff like that when it comes to football. So now i got to be embarrassed nationally and hear about the football. But not only that, I have to suffer – with these Phillies. It's unbelievable that they did not make the playoffs, and they really need to ask a lot of people. Yeah. Unbelievable. No, it, it's terrible, John. I feel for you. I appreciate the call, man. Uh, Thanks, brother. Yep, take it easy. Uh, always good hearing from John. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's bad. It's bad. I don't know. I'm telling you, I, I, I'm glad I got that rant out because other than that, I'm pretty speechless. Like, it, it's hard to properly explain. I don't know how to explain what has happened with with these teams? I, I mean, I don't, especially the Eagles. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what's what's wrong with this quarterback, man. I I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with them. I don't know how to fix them. I don't know if you can fix him. I don't know if maybe it's something where he just can't play in this town anymore. Like, and I I, I hate to be that guy, but I mean, I, I we talked about the full stuff to death. The full stuff's real. It is real. And it has affected him in a way that I think is still in his, in his mind. Every every day he goes out on that field. Every day he puts on that uniform. Is that, that, that is always looming over Carson Wentz. And maybe it just always will be in this city. Maybe it just always will be. And I don't know. I don't know if he's fixable, at least here. He may have to go somewhere else. I don't, I don't want that to be the case. Think he's a, I think he's a good guy. Like, uh, that doesn't buy anything. It's not, I mean, that doesn't, it doesn't matter, really. I mean, this is a results-oriented business, and if you're not going to play well, um, you, you, can't, you can't be on the field. But I don't know how this guy's gotten so bad. And if anybody can explain it to me, uh, I'd love to hear from you. 215-592-9494, 215-592-9494. Tyler in South Carolina. You'll be first after the break. See Mike, see Luke. We'll get to you guys um, when we get back. Also, I got to 
I got to go through what happened at the end of the game and why it's so concerning, Um, especially what led up to it. So we'll do that when we get back. I'm Tom Kelly, taking your calls, working through a really tough day in Philadelphia sports. Uh, We'll continue next. I'm Tom Kelly, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Well, that was Merrill Reese. Merrill, Merrill was great in this one. The emotion in his voice, just the groan. Oh, that's what we all felt at the time. Because when that happened, I'm like, you got to be kidding. Full start on a 59-yard field. Like, you got to be kidding. You got to be kidding me. For some reason, it didn't shock me in the slightest. I, I legitimately was expecting a penalty at that point. Now, that was infuriating enough to see that full start. And then the question, okay, well, here comes 64-yarder. And then... You see what happened, and here was Merrill and Mike calling as Doug Peterson made the decision to punt the football in that spot. 19 seconds to go, and now you're asking Jake, nope, they're going to bring the offense back. Yeah, they're going to bring, they have to. They have to. They're going to punt the football. They're going to punt the football and settle for the tie. I, 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 it's inexplicable how they can't line up for a field goal with the game on the line. Inexplicable. They can't line up for a field goal, ladies and gentlemen, with the game on the line. All they have to do is snap the ball to the holder. Now there's another flag drop. So now they go from uh, a chance to win it. They go from a false start to now delay of game, and de- there's nothing wrong with the delay of game. No. It's, it's backing Jake Elliott out of a position where he can finish the ball game. That's what they did. They backed Jake Elliott out of a 59-yard attempt. And it, like they said, the delay of game is irrelevant at that point. I mean, you're, you're going to punt the ball away. Um, but, you know, Merrill kind of had the same reaction we all did, where – you know, at first, you're thinking, what are you going to... I mean, cause I'm, I'm, as I said, I'm watching the game with my in-laws, and we're all talking, and I'm like, well, I guess he just tried to kick a 64-yarder. Like, I don't know. Wasn't that confident in a 59-yarder before that? Not a confident in a 64-yarder. Um, but you might as well kick it. Who cares? Tie, loss, whatever. Um, and then Merrill thinks they're bringing the offense back on the field, which you'd think if they're not going to kick the field goal, you bring the offense back out, you try to complete a play, pick up the first down, then get up and clock it. But then when I realized they were putting the punt team out there, that was just like, are you serious, Doug? Like you're gonna punt the, you're gonna settle for a tie with the Cincinnati Bengals? Like if that doesn't leave just a bad taste in your mouth, like it was, it was, it ugh, ugh. The I man, still got a bad taste in my mouth from it. Yeah, the man wrote a book titled Fearless. Yeah, fearless, <laughs> not very fearless, but uh. Let's get to Doug here. Here is Doug Peterson giving his reason for punting the football, settling for the tie. I don't know what positive. Was he hoping they muff a punt? I mean, that, that like, is that really our best hope here? Um, it was a comedy of errors, and it's cowardly. But, and I know we'll focus on the punt, and I know that's where a lot of discussion will be focused on Monday. But it's not the most important thing. And this is what we really got to get to the crux of here. 
is why the Eagles were even in the position to kick a 59-yard field goal in the first place. And the reason they were in that position is that Doug Peterson has absolutely zero faith in his quarterback. I, you're at the 40-yard line, and I'm, I'm sitting there, and I, the play calling was so conservative. It was so cowardly. It was so afraid. And I understand you had a penalty on the previous possession to take you out of field goal range and made you punt the football there. But the Eagles did not try to gain more yardage. You're settling for a 59-yarder? I wasn't confident Jake Elliott was going to make that kick anyway. And that is the real thing to focus on. I hope... I hope not just the the audience, but I hope the hosts don't focus on the punt on Monday because it's not the story. And if you think it's the story, you're you're not understanding what is going on with the football team. Doug Peterson coached the end of that game like somebody who was scared of his quarterback. He coached like he had a third string uh, quarterback in there who did not belong in the NFL. You have Carson Wentz. You have, if you have a guy you believe in. You're trying to pick up 10, 15 more yards. You're trying to get that ball not just inside 40. You're trying to get that ball inside the 30. So you can set it up for a legitimately managing field goal for Jake Elliott. You're trying to get it where it's inside a 45-yard attempt. Outside of 45, that's a long kick. That's not something you're comfortable in. Think about that. Doug Peterson, at the end of that game, he was more confident that Jake Elliott could kick a 59-yard field goal than he was that Carson Wentz wouldn't do something dumb with the football, that he wouldn't throw an interception, or he wouldn't hold the ball too long and take a sack, or get it knocked out, or fumble. That tells you all you need to know right now about what Doug and what the organization thinks of Carson Wentz right now. They have zero faith in him. Zero faith. I don't blame Doug for for not having any faith in Carson Wentz. That whole time they were driving down, even at the end of the game to tie it. I'm thinking I really thought he was going to throw an interception. I don't I, I don't I don't trust the guy. Anymore. No, I mean settling for a 59 yard kick. It's like, what does that tell you? <laughs> yeah. What does that tell you about what? And I think it goes above Doug. It's the whole organization. They have no confidence in this quarterback right now. And I mean the way he's played. It's hard to hard to uh, argue why they would two one five five nine two nine four nine four. If you want to get in, let's go to Tyler in South Carolina. What's up, Tyler? Uh, hey, how are you guys doing? Um, just want to—I just want to say—I understand Wentz has been awful. We all know that. Uh, the frustrating part is his ceiling to be so high. We've seen him make plays that only four or five other QBs in the world can make. So I'm like it's not long, ready to give up. Long time ago, Tyler. Long time you're ago right, since he right. made plays like that. And, and he's regressing. But I also think uh, Howie needs to take some heat here because there's absolutely no downfield threats on this football team. No depth on the O line. Zero production from the linebacker position. Defense couldn't force a turnover if their lives depended on it with no leadership on that defense. Good thing we got rid of Malcolm Jenkins. Huh? And he's had horrendous drafts recently. No, Howie's done an awful job. And uh, I've come around on that. You know, he has done a bad job building this football team. But, uh, Tyler, I mean, you can't argue the fact that quarterback's been the biggest problem this year. He's been the worst player on the team. He has. Uh, he's been terrible. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's thrown two picks in three straight games. That's, you know, yeah. he's for as talented as he is, it's it's kind of sad. I mean, for as much as we, you know, like to rip Donovan McNabb, that's not something Donovan McNabb ever did. 
Oh, no, my father played uh, quarterback at Syracuse, so I was a big D McNabb fan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's 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 yeah. been bad, man. What is your like? What is your level of confidence that Carson Wentz can 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 resurrect? And and I'm not even talking about getting back to being 2017 Carson Wentz because I I just don't think that guy's ever coming back. What is your level of confidence he can get back to? You know, at least being the guy we saw at the end of last year and a legitimate starting quarterback. I, I, I it's like. I don't I was like fifty percent. Yeah. No. I, and that was him and, and that was when he took a bunch of practice squad guys to the playoffs. But I mean I don't I mean you look around like in Russell Wilson, he's Car- Carson Wentz was the best player in the league that year, you know, and now he is in the look at where he is now. Josh Allen's better than him in Buffalo. A bunch of these guys are better than him now. No, a lot of guys are better than him and he's he's been terrible. I appreciate it, Tyler. Thanks for the call. I, I mean it it's it's confounding. It really is confounding how it's gotten this bad this quickly. And we will continue to analyze Carson Wentz here um, because uh, I, I saw some things on Twitter, especially from Brian Baldinger, that you got to check out. I mean, you, you just got to look at it to see how bad he's been. And obviously, it honestly makes Doug look a little better. And, I don't, and Doug had a bad day Sunday, too. I'm not defending Doug. I'm not a run-the-ball guy, as you know. I mean, I don't know why he got away from running the ball early in the game. You were having success. Miles Sanders, your best player. Um, I don't get it. But uh, we'll, we'll get to the Baldinger thing in a little bit here because it was some interesting stuff. Let's get Luke in North Wales in. Luke wants to talk a little Phillies real quick. What's up, Luke? Hey, how you doing? Good, how are you? Uh, not too bad. So, yeah, just the Phillies got lucky today because, because, how, because of how bad the Eagles played. No one really watched that Phillies game and how disgusting it was. Agreed. How how it just sim- simplified the whole season, really, honestly, because having you know the pitching depth was okay today, but obviously Aaron Nola couldn't get out four innings, so he cho- he choked again in September. Mm-hmm. Um, our bats didn't come to the come to play today again, and honestly, it's going to come down to the fact that we're going to lose JT this year. We're going to overfill our, our camp with probably over the hill pitchers, and it's going to end terribly next year again. Yeah, Luke. Um, it, it 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 was really bad. Oh, and not just today, but but the entire weekend. I mean, think about it. And I I thought going in that they'd have to sweep or win two of three. Think about the fact that in the end, all they had to do was win one of those games. All they had to do was win one, and they couldn't do it. I, I mean, how mad does that make you as a Phillies fan? I mean, I, I was just flipping through today. Me and my friends, and we saw it. And it we we weren't even surprised. I mean, I would right. like to be mad, but I I couldn't even muster the anger in, in, in me, you know, because I'm just expecting that. And I think that comes from upper management. And I think Milton is, is a problem. I mean, obviously, contact is an issue. But it's, it's going to continue to happen until we get, um, we get, we get new people up, up front in here who can actually change this team. Because, I mean, I love Harper. I love Noel. I love Wheeler. But those are the pieces. And you look at the rest of Annalise, they have seven or eight pieces. And how do we get those pieces when our form system is Really is junk compared to the rest of them, and we just don't have the players in our in our system at all. Yeah, no, no, Luke, it, it's going to be really difficult. And um, I, I, I mean, obviously, it starts with blowing out the front office. How, how, how annoyed will you be if you know at this time tomorrow, Matt Klintak still employed by the Phillies? I, I expect it, um, uh-huh. but I will be extremely annoyed. I think it's probably going to take two weeks if it happens, but just like the Gabe Mil- thing last year. Yeah. That's what it gave it. And, and, I, and, and listen, I was the biggest. Um, I did not like K 
capital last year. I was really against him. I was adamant about that. Mm -hmm. But obviously, it showed this year that it was not all capital. There's a lot more issues than just the bench coach and the manager. And it it showed this year with the uh, buffoonery of the front office. Yeah. No, I agree, Luke. Good call, man. Uh, Appreciate the call. Thank you very much. And, yeah, I I don't want to let the Phillies off the hook tonight. I really don't. I know football is king. And we're going to rip the Eagles because what they did was 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 awful. But uh, what the Phillies did this weekend, I mean, it was pathetic. It was absolutely pathetic to need to win one game to go to the playoffs and to lay down the way they did um, and lose three games, all in different ways, all in the ways they've lost games the last three years. Um, bullpen Friday night, Saturday night. Offense can't come through in big spots. And Sunday, just all-around incompetence. Aaron Nola, who I'll give you some of his September and October numbers later on. Terrible. They're terrible. He's been inconsistent over the last two years. Aaron Nola's not an ace. Aaron Nola is a mid-rotation guy. He is. He's nothing special. Um, And uh, I'll get on the manager tonight, too. He had some comments after the game that that made made me... Sick. I, I mean, about what he's seen from this team this year. Um, and yeah, uh, I, I was not. And now I, it's. I think it's kind of humorous that I'm made out to be this Gabe Kapler apologist. I won a Gabe Kapler five last year, but I feel like I'm a guy who I at least can admit when I'm wrong. I think I was wrong. Like, love not, it, love it. I'm not telling you Gabe was great, but I mean, you you you'd be crazy to look at this team and and say that he was the main problem. He clearly wasn't. Like, they're clearly a major organizational problems, and they all start off top. They all start with the owner. Um, and, yeah, uh, who knows? If if he goes through this whole charade like he went through last week, the two-week process before he fired Gabe, um, uh, you know, I'm going to go home and – I usually, Lock yourself in the face. I'm not going to do that. What I'm going to do is I'm going to go home, Stay up for a couple hours. I usually listen to Doug on with Angelo around 8 a.m. on Mondays. And then I'll go to sleep. And when I wake up, I am praying to whatever. If there is a God that runs sports, I don't know. But I will pray that Matt Klintak and Andy McPhail are fired. But I don't have confidence they will be because the owner of that franchise is incompetent. Um, And he's a fool. Let's call it what it is. John Middleton is a fool. He doesn't know what he's doing. He doesn't know how to run a baseball organization. He doesn't know uh, how to put right people in place. And the failures of this organization um, are are very deeply rooted. And, uh, yeah, firing Klentak McPhail is a start. Not going to solve problems, though. Not going to solve all this organization's problems. Um, And uh, we'll get to the Phillies later on and and their issues because there are plenty with them as well. been a heck of a first hour. It's been an interesting show so far. Been a painful show, uh, but we'll keep it going. Mike and Kenny, see you guys there. We'll get to you when we get back. And I got to give you some more stuff on Carson Wentz because um, it's astounding what's happened with this quarterback. It, it really is. How far he has fallen so quickly, and I don't know if he can be resurrected. 215-592-9494. I'm Tom Kelly in for Big Daddy Graham, Sports Radio 94 WIP. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.